Today on Go Nomad, we take a short trip off the coast of France to the island of Jersey, one of five Channel Islands between England and France. These islands aren't places that most Americans think about, but they are unique in that they are called bailiwicks, or self-governing provinces of Britain. They are their own little nations in the English Channel. Here, they print their own money, they have their own laws, and they're not technically a part of England. We did another podcast episode about the island of Guernsey a few months ago. In a feature on Go Nomad Travel, senior writer Rich Grant took a deep dive, as he often likes to do. With 105,000 residents, the island of Jersey is the largest channel island, with Guernsey, Sark, and Herm right behind. Rich is a beer guy from Denver, Colorado, and he loves nothing more than walking and drinking beer. In fact, that's the name of his travel blog. In Jersey, Rich was happy to visit the island's many pubs where cask-conditioned local ales are waiting. He writes about the truly British feeling he got all over the island of Jersey, with the fluttering Union Jack flags and seaside resorts where almost no one enters the water. From the low ceilings with dark wood beams with the traditional fish and chips and bangers and mash on the menus, it's like England, but it's not. It's Jersey. Although much closer to France than to England, Rich has other parts of Jersey that are like England. It has cars that drive on the left, and there are double-decker buses that are painted green, and speaks English in that familiar British accent. One advantage for visitors is that the local bus service on Jersey covers just about every inch of the 46-square-mile island. So buying a daily bus pass for nine Jersey pounds makes sense if you want to explore. One fun way to see a little bit more of Jersey is to take a duck boat tour, where you can drive on the beach and venture out into the waters or the capital of Jersey, St. Hillier, is a market town with department stores, pedestrian-only areas, British goods, and food markets. I love shopping in small department stores where they really show you around and provide that old-fashioned service that we were once used to everywhere. The seaside village of Gorey was another enjoyable Jersey stop where there is a 600-year-old castle and you can walk the ramparts and towers. Another village, St. Aubin, has been called the prettiest of Jersey's seaside villages with pubs and boats and overflowing flower baskets dripping from every lamppost. Rich wrote. In the capital, St. Hilaire, the Elizabeth Castle is surrounded by water at high tide and the duck boats take you there. You can walk back after the tide goes out. Rich notes that the island of Jersey has a population of regular walkers and it's easy to walk to another interesting historical place, the Jersey War Tunnels. These were built by the Germans when they hide both Jersey and Guernsey. Then they stayed on the islands between the 40 and the 45 when Europe was liberated by the Allies. The museum at the tunnels chronicles the of the resistance on the island as well and the traitors who informed on their neighbors. Tough times fell on the Channel Islands after D-Day in the 44 when the Allies pretty much ignored what was going on in the islands and people were deprived of all supplies and help. Many nearly starved. It was a very difficult time for both islands. Jersey is indeed a small island with a lot of interesting places and a history to explore. So if you find yourself, like Rich did, on the lovely town of St. Malo, France, you can hop on a ferry and in 90 minutes, you'll discover the original Jersey right off the coast of France.